Hello, Mav Mind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the Hitna Sales Show. Today, I'm going to be telling my story about how I became a Hitna Sales expert. So I've had people come to me and ask, Maverick, how did you become a hypno sales expert? Like, what's the story? How did you get all into the subconscious selling? And the reality is, is I'd never planned to be a hypno sales expert. It's just something that happened over time uh, as I started to realize that um, I could marry my knowledge about hypno hypnosis and hypnotizing people with sales. And there's a particular moment where it kind of came together for me. And that's why I wanted to share the story today with you for those that are watching or listening on the podcast. Um, so uh, it starts back uh, as early, if you can go back to the year 2006, and I joined a startup, a very small startup at the time. Um, some of you know it, some of you know me through it, and you're probably working there now and you're watching this because you're working there. The startup was called Splunk. And Splunk's not a startup now, it's a big corporation now, it's public and it's you know huge now. But back then, it was just barely starting out few years coming out of stealth mode and I think I was probably the first hire as part of the B round funding at the time and um, we had five customers in 2006 and we made probably just over maybe just short or just over a million dollars that first year. So it was very small and we knew we had something but we knew we had to educate the you know the world. We had to educate everyone on what it was and get them kind of hooked on it and to see the value in it. So what we had was a freemium version of the software that you could download to your laptop and you could download it for free and but it had all the premium features available to you on a limited basis. So it was sort of like a personal use type of a license where one person could probably get value out of it on their laptop in order to see all the things you could do with it. And then once the light bulbs would go off and what we called a aha moment would go on in their brain, and they would realize they want to bring it to their whole team, bring it to their whole department, within their whole company, etc. And that means that they would have to then pay for a license at that point because they would need more capacity than what the, the freemium version allowed, which is very, very small, like 500 megabytes a day, I think it was, was the freemium version. So, so as you can imagine, there were lots of people that were downloading the freemium version as it started to catch on and were using it. And at one point we had a report showing we had over 300,000 people around the world uh, using the freemium version of the software at one point, uh, which is a lot of people. So you can imagine that, you know, the, the questions that were coming in, the inbound leads, people wanting to talk to us, prospects wanting to meet with someone, the salesperson, an SE, a professional services, somebody, to understand the features at the bigger scale to make a decision if they wanted to go ahead and move from the free version to the paid version. And of course, we wanted them to do that. We wanted everybody, you know, if everybody moved to the free version. That's what any software company that's growing a startup like that, that's what they want. So, so we ended up hiring a lot of inside salespeople um, to, to come on and inside salespeople are the ones on the phone all day long, just talking to 30 customers a week, 30 prospects a week, trying to keep up with the leads. And that's an average how many people each one of them were talking to 25, 30 different people, um, to see if they wanted to buy the product or not. So I was part of the support team that was supporting the salespeople at the time. So as the, as that team grew, 
I needed to hire my own uh, pre-sales engineers. And then myself, I was on the call doing 25, 30 different calls a week with prospects, demoing for them, answering their questions, trying to figure out, you know, how we could get them to decide to buy if it's something that they wanted at the time. Um, and so it was a lot of work and it was, and it was really, the inside team was really, became really good at handling these inbound leads that were coming in at this massive scale like that. But like any uh, startup, if you can imagine any startup in the world, as it becomes successful and starts to grow and they start to get higher and higher within an organization, eventually the original people that are like low level people in the trenches, the admins, the IT people that are downloading the software and trying it out on their own personal laptop and then becoming a champion and trying to get everyone else in their company to use it, that starts to drop off, like those leads start to drop off and then you get higher in the organization or a company like middle management, upper management, eventually you get to executive suite management, the executives. And the, the executives don't download software. In fact, they don't really even care too much about how software works. They just care about things like, you know, is it gonna make me money? Is it gonna reduce my cost? Is it going to mitigate my risk? And Splunk was one of those kinds of software and still is that really talks well and presents well to executive management because it meets all those criteria. But at the time, our inside sales team, uh, they weren't used to going high like that. And um, they also weren't used to uh, doing outbound prospecting to find more clients, more prospects. They were so well-versed and well-trained at receiving and dealing with the inbound flood of leads that were coming in that as those leads started to drop off slightly and we were doing our reporting and showing that eventually over the next year or two, they're gonna drop off so drastically that you're not gonna have as many people downloading it as you are gonna be have people in the middle or upper or executive management suites contacting you to want to talk with you. And also, if you're gonna look at the pipeline management, if you're a salesperson, you know like you have to have a pipeline you know your pipeline is going to drop off too if the leads drop off. So you have to start converting your whole approach to being outbound prospecting versus handling inbound leads that are coming in at a massive rate. So we knew that at one point within a year or two that it was going to have, we would have to switch to inbound prospecting. And so we weren't used to that. Our team wasn't really used to the inbound. Or we were used to the inbound prospecting. We were not used to outbound prospecting. So as a strategy, our management or leadership started to hire more and more inside salespeople that were good. They were very well-versed and very skilled at outbound prospecting. So they could come in and they could start doing outbound prospecting and trying to get into middle management and get up higher, higher and higher into organizations and not reliant so much, not be reliant on so much on the inbound leads that were coming in. So they would handle that, but they would put as much or more effort into outbound prospecting. So as they started to do that, then they would start to teach the rest of the team, all of us, we started to learn how to shift from inbound to outbound. But it didn't go so well at the beginning. It wasn't as easy as we thought it was going to be. In fact, it was pretty challenging and pretty difficult. And I was kind of, I was a little concerned at one point that we might not be able to do it. Um, I knew a couple of the people we had hired were good, but I didn't know if the rest of the team were going to be able to pick up on it and be successful at changing from the inbound lead uh, handling to outbound lead generation or prospecting and finding their own discovery calls, finding their own 
um, uh, prospects within companies that they could engage with and kind of get them interested and get them to, to call back and talk to us. So, so around that time, when I was kind of worried about that transition, wondering if we were going to be able to do it, I was, I had always been a hypnotist. I've always been a hypnotist. As you saw in my other video, previous video, I talk about how I became a hypnotist. I was actually helping a friend of mine uh, to stay more focused. He was having trouble with uh, focusing because around that time, um, the smartphones had just come out, like iPhones just came out and the iPod and smartphones and the idea of having apps on your phone became, was because, this is how far back this was. And so he was getting distracted all the time by all these different apps on his phone and he wasn't focusing on his job as much and he needed help and he's like, Maverick, can you just hypnotize me to help me like focus more and like not be distracted? And since, you know, focus is a, that's a pretty good use for hypnosis to get your subconscious to just focus on things. So I was able to work with him over a couple sessions to help him become more focused with hypnosis. And after one of the sessions one day, uh, he noticed that I was a little bit kind of had a worried look on my face. I was because when we were done, I was sort of preoccupied with this thought of like, maybe we're not going to be able to make it. Maybe Splunk is not going to be able to figure out how to transition from this inbound lead uh, environment of just unbelievable amounts of inbound leads coming in to having that drop off and move towards outbound prospecting and completely going, completely uh, going out towards the customers and finding the prospects and bringing them in. And he looked at me and he goes, you look a little worried. Are you okay, Maverick? And I explained to him what was going on and I was a little worried about this transition. And then he says this, and I'll never forget it. He says, Maverick, why don't you hypnotize your customer to respond back and talk to you? I was like, that's an interesting idea. Never thought about that. What do you mean? And he says, look, you use a script, right, to hypnotize me. I'm coming to you to help me focus more. That's what I need. I tell you what I want. You write a script. You uh, help me get the script inside my subconscious so I can reprogram my subconscious. Can't you use that same hypnotic language you use with me in the script when you're hypnotizing me? Can't you just put that in your emails when you send it out to your prospects and get hypnotize them into responding back to you? Seems like a pretty simple idea. Why don't you just do that? So to him, it was really obvious. To me, I never even thought about doing that. And I just was, hmm, that's interesting. I was very intrigued by the idea. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? How, I guess maybe the email, prospect emails is the, is the place to start. So I started think, thought, thinking about it for a couple of days. And I you know, thanked him for the idea. I said, this is, this is really great. You've inspired me. And so I went back to, back to Splunk and I was like working with uh, a couple of the inside uh, sales reps and I was pre presenting this idea. I brought it up one day. I said, what about, what do you guys think about if I like maybe wrote some prospecting emails and helped you with uh, making it like a hypnotic script that we can send out and like hypnotize the customer into responding. And the first few reps I worked with, they weren't too sure about that. <laughs> they weren't too late. I don't, they were they were open they trusted me they knew that i wasn't gonna you know just present a crazy idea for nothing they they knew that i probably felt like there was something to it but they weren't familiar with using hypnosis like i was and they were they only had the idea from movies and stuff like where you like hypnotize people and use a use a, a watch and make them you're getting sleepy you know that's all they knew they didn't know that it could be a communication type of a thing a skill um, to help someone, you know, change something about themselves. So the idea of applying it towards prospecting and getting people to hypnotizing them to respond back wasn't, um, they just didn't understand it. So they weren't too keen on it. 
And they sort of said no, like, no, no, I don't want to. They were hesitant, resistant, I'll say at best. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't, that's, that's a, thanks Maverick. That's a great idea, but I don't think we need that. We just need to, we just need to send more emails out. We just, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers, that's what they would say. We just send more of these emails out. Eventually we'll get people to respond. So no need to put whatever hypnotic hocus pocus language in there. You know, because that's what they thought it was, like hocus pocus, like it's a magical thing. And of course, I'm thinking, darn, man, I really wanted to, <laughs> I really wanted to try this. So, um, so I decided to, um, to just do it anyway, the next time someone asked me for help with their email, because I did get the reps asking me, the sales reps and account executives asking me to help them craft an email. You know, can you help me craft an email that we can send out sort of like marketing? We have to market out to people and get people to respond. Could you help me word it and make it really good and talk about the technology and really make it sound interesting so we can get people to, to maybe click on it and then respond back and reply back. So when I had that opportunity, I would go ahead and put hypnotic language in the email. And I just didn't tell the rep or reps that asked me to do this. I didn't tell them I was doing that. I would just put it in there anyway. And I would put embedded commands, which like, I think I just had a video recently where I talk about embedded commands. I put some embedded commands in there. I use some ambiguity, some other hypnotic language techniques that I have other videos on this channel I talk about. But at the time, you know, I was just experimenting with it and then giving it to them and saying, go ahead and send this off. And it was interesting because some of them would read it and go, this doesn't make any sense. And then they would change it back. Like they would undo what I had put in there. And I'd be like, don't do that. Like, keep it the way it is. And they're like, well, I don't like the way you worded this. Like the grammar's wrong or... What, and I'm like, that's because that's, I want it that way. Trust me, it's going to work. Because I didn't want to tell them I was trying to use the hypnotic language. I just wanted them to try it out. So a couple of them did. A couple of them let, just trusted me and said, okay, well, I guess since I'm not getting hardly any response in my outbound prospecting, can't hurt to try your way, Maverick. Let's just go ahead and do this. So they started doing it. And then um, those prospects that would go dark on them, that wouldn't respond back, suddenly I would rewrite it for them with hypnotic language and then, and then the prospect would, would respond back. And the, some of the reps were just like, wow, how did you do that? Like, how did you, how did you, I've been trying to get this person to respond to me three or four times. They called me one time and they never responded ever again, but yet I send your version of a reply email and now they're responding to me. Like, how is that? What are you, what, what's going on? What are you doing in here? I want to know. And then I would, I finally said, you know, I'm using hypnosis. I'm putting hypnotic language to persuade them to kind of trigger their subconscious to respond. You know, I want them to, I want to communicate with their subconscious so they'll take an action because all we really want to do with prospecting is get them to respond and start a conversation with us. That's all we want. And that's all we wanted back then too. And so we got more and more people responding to us that would normally not respond because we were putting this hypnotic language in there. And so I started to do it more and more and more. Um, and then it got, I think it got down to a point where uh, we were, you know, we, we had so many people that were, it was catching on and people were starting to realize who Splunk was. And then by word of mouth, then they would tell uh, other people within the company and other people at other companies that they knew. And it started to just spread like wildfire. And we just kept, we just kept doing it as much as we, as much as we could. And eventually, you know, we didn't really have to use hypnotic uh, prospecting emails anymore because people knew who we were at that point. But at that, but at the, at that one little influx where I was concerned, it was because of my friend that I was helping with hypnosis. If, it, if he had not told me to, to hypnotize the customer, I probably would have never tried it. 
So I attribute that moment as the moment where it pivoted for me. And then from that point on, I started to explore the whole idea, all different kind of ways to persuade customers and to hypnotize um, each other. Let them, and, and I noticed also when customers were hypnotizing us too, when I'd read their emails, I'd realize, you know, they're using hypnotic language on us and didn't know it. That's when I started to realize that we were probably doing it anyway we just, none of us realized that we were hypnotizing each other. But now that I was focusing on using hypnosis and hypnotic language in my communications, I could craft better uh, responses. I could accelerate my, uh, the, the sales process, all the steps. We could get to jump to steps by being more persuasive. And then I started to take on this moniker and this title that they started, people started to give me unofficially as the chief persuasion officer at Splunk. So I had a badge sometimes at conferences that said chief persuasion officer because everyone started to know me as, you know, Maverick can persuade the customer to do what we want them to do, get moved to the next level, get to the next stage and next steps because I was always using this hypnotic language. And I didn't really ever tell anyone how I was doing it. I just would just do it. I would share other sales techniques, but I never, like I would tell them uh, what, how it would work as a result, but I never told them and shared the actual hypnotic language that I that I use now even on this channel I'm starting to reveal more of the things that a lot of you that worked with me back then that knew knew me as the chief persuasion officer you're now finally learning some of the secrets by watching these different these different free trainings on mathmind.com and on the YouTube channel and, and uh, Instagram and Facebook um, so I'm really happy now to finally be able to share a lot of the more deeper inside secrets around the hypnotic side of it um, that I didn't get to do before. But that's how I got into it. And um, in the rest of this history, I've now, it's pretty much all the things I study. And recently I even got my master's, my master's degree in, in hypno, hypnosis. So I'm a master hypnosis now. It's a degree and a diploma actually in hypnotherapy. So I actually can help people in, in, from a very therapeutic perspective, as well as taking some of the knowledge I have as a master hypnotist to continue to study and become more of an expert more and more in the world of hypnosales and how to apply it towards the sales process, pre and post sales, um, both in the pre-sales and the post-sales areas, um, because that's what people expect of me now. They expect MavMind to be that voice and that direction and that guidance towards you know, persuading the customer and really communicating with the customer. Because like I said, hypnosales is really a communication skill, a set of communication skills. The MavMind method that I've come up with is a set of all these different communication skills put together. And that's what these, that's what these videos are about and, the, and this podcast is about. So I really, really can't thank you enough for following me and watching. And I hope you continue to follow and watch me as I uh, produce more uh, hypno sales videos and podcast recordings so you can get better at persuading your customer and incorporating hypno sales into your career and into your lifestyle. My name is Maverick and I just want to thank you for watching and listening and staying with me and following me and subscribe to me on mavmind.com if you haven't already and I look forward to seeing you on the next hypno sales show.